Blog Talk Radio. change our situation. Other races are able to unite and keep money in their own community. They have a love and respect for their culture. Do you think we as black people have that same respect for our own culture? Today I'd like to get into um, a few topics and um, I'd like to list a few of them right now. Um, I'd like to talk about recycling black dollars, establishing strong communities, owning businesses, and then networking within those businesses and also just networking, period, with other black people. And, of course, helping others because we cannot build a nation without helping others. And always at the top and the forefront is nation-building. That is definitely what we need to focus on because without a nation, we have nothing. And we cannot have a nation without land also. So we need to keep that in mind. There are a lot of um, discussions about what's going on with black people and um, how we can better ourselves. And of course, a few of them um, are online. So I actually like to read some comments that are dedicated to what's going on within our community. Okay, and um, the topic pretty much is why are African Americans at the very bottom of American society? And of course, that's a great question because we know that we as a people, we definitely feel it. And um, I know that we can't be the only ones who hear, who feel it and see it. You know, I've heard other races talk about what's going on and 
um, what they notice. So it's not only us. And for us to act blind like we don't know what's going on, well, that's just us being lazy because we don't want to deal with what's going on. So I definitely love to hear um, your your calls get some input on some of the comments that's being made and, and so for some of the topics that I'm bringing up. Okay. So we'll start with um, one. And this person, um, they say that their name is Asian Persuasion. So, of course, I'm going to guess that they're Asian. And um, their answer to the question asked you why are African Americans at the very bottom of society is they're the least educated, the highest unemployment rate, highest rate of HIV, highest incarceration rate, less likely to be business owners, less likely to be homeowners, most violent, most insecure, highest in out-of-wetlock children. Why is this? You've been here for centuries. Even newly arrived immigrants are outdoing you. Black people speak to me. I want to help you. Please don't feel offended. Some of my best friends are black. And, of course, when we hear that, we, um, we, we know that that's, you know, people say that some of their best friends are black, of course, to not really have to take responsibility for their, um, their words or, you know, how they want to say that they feel about black people. But um, for me, um, I would like to address some of the things that were stated in this comment that we're the least educated. We're actually not the least educated. Um, that's really just pushed, but we do have the least amount of success that is available to us for education. And, um, you know, it's really sad that, that people uh, look at our education and, and think that it's pretty poor when they don't understand what's going on in society and how we are physically put at the bottom for a reason, and we're actually economically put at the bottom for a reason. So it really goes to show that, you know, sometimes when you need help, you know, you call out for it and it's not really there. And when you need that help and you ask someone for it, you know, you have to realize when they're not giving it to you, it's not going to be there. So then we as a people need to realize that we cannot call on anyone else for our help, we need to focus on our own and figure out what's going on. All right, so with the education, I think we are very educated with that because we constantly educate ourselves as to what's going on in the world with the knowledge that's being in, uh, given out in the world. And uh, we start our own schools. I know uh, Dr. Umar Johnson, he has his own school. And it's dedicated to uh, young black men, and that's always great. So we are definitely educated. So um, moving on to the next um, topic that they brought up in that comment, how they're less likely to be business owners. Well, that's actually uh, true because we are less likely to be business owners, and that is by design. But I'm hoping that today's show and further shows can help us out with that. So... Um, and that really is a big thing because we need to keep excuse me economics growing strong within our community. So 
you definitely need to focus on that. All right, and the next thing that they brought up was, okay, the highest out-of-wedlock children. And the highest out-of-wedlock children is, that, that that is by design also. That's with our our families and everything being destroyed on purpose. You know, if you look at the media, it's always about uh, separating it seems the black families. So, and then it seems like they're turning the black men against the black women, and the black women, of course, against the black men. They like to portray us uh, to each other as. Uh, evil, pretty much, you know, they portray the black woman to the black man as loud and, you know, filled with attitude and ugly and fat and out of shape. And we pretty much know that that isn't true. Um, And to the black man, you know, they try to portray him to us as lazy, out of work, you know, um, don't really want to do anything. So, um, and then, you know, pretty much his future is either going to be, you know, prison if he's not, you know, educated or a basketball player. And we think that that's like a slim chance or that's how they try to portray it to us. It looks like we have a caller. Um, Caller, if you want to speak, I'm going to go to the 724 area code for the caller. And to set it up, if you do want to have something to say, um, I'd love to hear what you have to say either on the topic or um, dealing with the comment, you know, that I that I just read right now. So area code seven two four one eight one one. If you'd like to speak, you're on the air. Um, and um, in regards to out of wedlock birth, I think every, everything that's going on in the black community is just it's all connected. As long as if we don't get back in our schools and retake our schools then none of it matters because when they go to school, they're being taught white culture. They're being taught to be submissive to the white domination system, system of dominance. And unless we get back in these schools where a child spends, what, probably like 75% of their life before between the ages of 18 and 5, nothing's going to change. We can't change. We have to get back in these schools. We have to retake oh, yeah, definitely. schools. And I think we it have starts to be there. more involved. Because it's culture, all all how to love your woman, how to appreciate your town, how to appreciate your your neighbor, what foods you need to eat to stay in shape. That's all culture, and we don't have culture right now. We don't have any culture. I mean, I don't mean to be hard on our people, because like we've been slaves for the greater majority of our time in America, and we're still dealing with nuanced racism now. So. Oh, yes, definitely. Um, and before we continue, I'd like to get your name and where you're calling from. From Aliquippa, Justin Vini. I'm sorry? Justin Vini, Aliquippa. Okay. Well, um, yeah, I def- definitely agree with what you're talking about. We have to get back into our schools, and even more so, I believe that we need to create our own schools and you know, start our own schools that are geared towards things uh, that are going to elevate us, you know, in society and in the world, period, because right now for our black children, you know, there really isn't any um, time and energy or uh, financial resources given to 
promote education and to and promote uh, good education for us. You know, usually we seem to be at the bottom of the totem pole for everything. And, of course, education falls right in there. You know, I, I saw a few years ago there was um, a documentary on CNN about how bad the schools are out here in America. And, of course, you know, a lot of them were, or I think it was most of them were in the impoverished black neighborhoods, and that's actually pretty sad. You know, they had um, Bruce caving in and, you know, they don't really have textbooks or computers. And I, I remember having computers in my school, like, from elementary, you know. So if you compare our education, um, the access to, like, the proper education that we would need in the schools that we're in now, it's, like, you know, it's like um, they're light years ahead of us. So we would yeah. definitely have to, you know, start our own schools and make sure it's focused on, you know, what's going to um, improve our situation and, and actually really to just actually teach knowledge because even in these schools right now, they don't teach knowledge. Really, they just no, the, indoctrinate everyone into their the best uh, white kids, The best white kids can't measure up to Asian kids and Indian kids, you know, so... The system is failing white students, too. Yeah, and that's true. It, they're really not helping anyone. You know, it's like if you're not in their circle, I mean, you know, you're not really getting the best out there in, in the world. And we think that we are, but there's a lot of knowledge that's being held from everyone, not only blacks. But as us being blacks and us being the progenitors of everything, you know, first of all, we're the progenitors of that knowledge that is out yeah. there that they even know. All of their knowledge that they have, they got from us. And they're actually... And you can actually see, like... Because white people, they have schools of thought that leads them. You can see them moving out of religion and moving out of this Christianity and moving towards a more spirituality. It's not African spirituality because you see them moving more towards gayness and feminism. But they're moving away from Christianity... And some of the themes that black people are picking up, it's like you're picking up on themes and concepts of reality that your slave master gave you and is now leaving. It leaves us a step behind if we keep following white people and their trends instead of doing our own, going back to who we were pre-colonialization. You know, that doesn't mean I have to go over right. to work in African garb. That means I have to respect my culture and and recognize that your culture, it. Like I said, it controls your diet. It, it, it'll make you a healthier person. Have to mentally, you'll respect that person next to you more. You'll get out of this individual, this state of this being an individual, only care about how you do, if your bills are paid. But what about your neighbor and everybody else? You know, right. it's like to get out of that mind frame. It's like I can see you can see white people even in their diet. They're moving towards a move, getting away from that Eurocentric diet, eating fried foods and dairy. You can see them moving away from it, but if you challenge somebody in your family to drink almond milk instead of um, the regular percent milk, they look at you like you're crazy. It's like black people shouldn't be drinking regular milk. White people are, are moving away from it. It's just crazy how I see black people stuck in this position where they're scared to move because they don't want to look too black yeah. to offend. They don't want to win the, right. offend the white people. It's like ah, you can't live like that, man. You can't live like that. And you know it. That's actually pretty sad, and that's true uh, what you said because, you know, one, I, I think it's, it's two reasons, or I'll, I'll say um, I'd like to bring up two reasons why I think that it's that way. 
One is because, you know, like you said, they are scared to stand out because, first of all, no one wants to stand out, period, in society. And then, two, like you said, you know, they they love, you know, Caucasians so much, you know, that they don't, like, if they feel like any type of, you know, self-awareness or self-promotion is like a slap in their face. And I notice that a lot, even with black people, you know, it's like any time you mention anything for black people, they they kind of look like, um, like oh gosh, you know if you're if you're for that, you must be anti-white, and you know being yeah. pro-black does not mean being anti-white not in at all. no way. And you know no one says that for any other races. Um, and, and, but on some levels, it, being white, being being black may have to be anti-white, and some black people have to understand that. Like in order for white people to to determine who they were, they determined that Africa was down and that Europe was up. And they created all type of imagery, whether it's the word black and how, many, how much negative imagery is behind the word black, and then to call us black. There is a whole lot of things that is like Europe against Africa, and you're, you might have to be against who white people are at, that, at their current state. And it's crazy because I see feminists and gay people, they're allowed to challenge white male patriarchy, in its current form, but black people, we we challenge my white male patriarchy. We're racist. Like I'm supposed to live, and no, I have no. In some ways, we have to go against white. What's white is anti-black and oppressive to black. And well, we okay, I'd like to um, have you extend a little bit on that more. Um, why do you? I'm trying. To, I'm trying to think of an example. That we need to be um, anti anti-white. How do you feel? Like, what would we need to do to be that way? Like, just just uh, overt and easy one would be the white, the symbolism of that white Jesus Christ. Everybody going and looking at this white Jesus Christ. We know how imagery um, affects the, the subconscious. And if black people are going to keep going to church, they keep, can't keep looking at this white Jesus Christ, no matter if it offends white people. They're scared to take that white Jesus Christ down because it's going to offend white people because now we don't love their God. We don't think our their God is our ultimate God. Like... No, I know. I want to go to heaven with well, my you know, masters. I I agree with what you say about like taking down the white Jesus, but I actually don't think that that's like an anti-white action. That's not like I a, just think that that's a, a pro-black action. You know what I mean? I still think that we don't have to be anti-white to be pro-black because, of course, um, you know, if you believe in Jesus, if I'm you trying to think of a better example. Yeah. That Jesus is black. So yeah, go ahead. Um, think of another one. I just want to get you like your definition. Of um, what do you think black people being anti-white is, I guess, and then why do you feel like we need to be um, anti-white? Nope. Like, um, I'm I trying feel to like we need to be pro-black so. without being anti-white. I'm trying to think of certain cultural traits that are just submitted into whiteness that just go against who we are. Like, like okay, the, the gay issue. Black culture, we don't accept gay gay lifestyle in our culture. We just don't. So white people use this as a way to be racist against us. When they don't like us anyway, and I say, well, we don't like y'all because y'all don't like gay people. No, this goes against our culture. If y'all white people, if that's the cause because it's the dominant culture of America, if that's what y'all like and that's what y'all accept, that's good for y'all. But it's not good for us, and y'all can't force that on us and tell us we have to accept it or we're going to treat y'all like the conservatives treat us. That's why like, we have to have our own, not just look for the liberals to lead us. Hell no. Yeah, but I think that, you know, we can still do that without having to have the banner of being anti-white. You know, still, I think that 
But it just happens. It just happens because white people react to us. They think we're supposed to behave a certain way, and we and we don't behave that certain way. They think they need to show us how to behave. Now they need to tame this Negro. Right. Now I totally understand what you're saying, um, but I still don't think that that should be considered as being anti-white because that's just being I don't consider anti-white, but as racist as white people are in America, they're going to be like that's anti. You know, they're going to say that's being anti-white. And as black people, we may have to just, you know what? If it's going to be a revolution, there's going to be some fucking hurt feelings. Simple as that. Some people's feelings are well, going to be hurt. Well, that's, you know, right? and that's true. And, and then actually, you know, I don't think we should be apologetic about, you know, the people's feelings who are going to be hurt because the people whose feelings are going to be hurt, they're the ones who, you know, believing the lie and, and actually perpetuating the lie. So they actually need to get their feelings hurt because it's about time that the truth is out about, you know, black people and, and, and what who we actually are and what we're actually about. You know, we're not in control of the media, and ever since the media has been, you know, ever since the media's inception, um, it, it has not been controlled by us. So we have not ever had a say-so in what anybody who follows the media thinks about us. So yeah, on our first, you know, on our images. we need to go ahead and, and correct that so that, you know, we'll put the correct perception of us out there, the, the perception that we want today, you know, that that is what black people are. I think the role that to change in our neighborhoods has been given to us. That's why Dr. Umar is taking a step of action and actually creating a school because it all starts with the school. If I, if you create a, if you tell a child that their job is to go out in this in the real world and whether you get educated or you um you garner a skill, you bring it back to your community. Don't go back out there and just to make thirty thousand dollars for a white man and make his system better and make his world better while your people are suffering. You could came back to the hood to make thirty thousand dollars and spent it on your people and kept the money in hood in the hood instead of going out and living in the suburbs, looking for a white wife and all that crazy shit. Like, that's crazy. That's... Yeah, I agree with that, too, you know. We'd rather, um, be a token, we'd rather be a token in their society than come back to our society, come back to our communities. And you, you do have to deal with negativity from maybe poor black people or uneducated black people who may be jealous of your third eye, that you had that third eye, you knew how to get out the ghetto, but... Like I said, there's been too many people who wrote about these experiences, too many black people who wrote about these experiences, so we should know how to handle them, right? Yeah, and, you know, that that's definitely um, true, you know, with what you said, but, you know, we, we have to focus on on ourselves. You know, we have to focus on – I really don't want to focus on anyone else because – or any anyone else or even what they did to us. Because um, we can, I feel like we can focus on what they did to us or even focus on them after we're out of this situation. We're in such a dire situation right now that the only thing really that we need to just focus on is just how do we get up out of this. And we don't need anybody else to get up out of this. We can do it ourselves. You That's know, what I'm so. saying. Like, we have to teach our students that you're not going out in the real world to get this good job and just be working for a white man. You think I'm going to celebrate you? No. You need to be coming back to a black neighborhood and making our situation better, not just keep making this, right. you know, making their situation better, and to spending money yeah. in their businesses, making their, you know, it's crazy. 
Yeah, and that's one of the points that I actually wanted to bring up is about recycling, you know, our black dollars. You know, we don't do that, really. We we um, we, we like to go patronize other businesses, you know, because, you know, we think, one, that we're going to look cool doing it because we love brands and we love tags. And two, we yeah. think, you know, it's gonna we're going to get better service and that the quality is going to uh, be better. I guess maybe that's three. You know, that the quality is going to be better than, than you yeah. know, like people's their products. So, you know, we always like to be involved, you know, with white things. You know, we, that was one of my biggest disappointments for our people was us marching, you know, in the civil rights and all that stuff so we can sit down, you know, at their uh, eating establishments and so that we can go and shop at their department stores and stuff like that. So, you know, we're begging to give people who hate us our money. We all know that money is power, and money is energy, too. So all that energy that we work for, now we, in turn, go and give it to them. And that's pretty much still just slavery. And we know that even still today we're in slavery, and a lot of us are in debt slavery because, you know, we like flashy things, and we like to look yeah. nice, and we like to stunt. So we go and buy things that we really don't even need, and, of course, when we're buying those things that we don't need, we're giving it to other cultures and fattening their pocket and, of course, helping the situation of racism because, yeah. once again, money is power and we give them our power. So we tell them, hey, you know, the way that you want to run things, that, that, that's cool. <laughs> so, I got a couple um, things about how we spend that black dollar. I think there's, there's okay, one ahead. we have to we have to keep it real. Like we are, we do have a crab in a bucket mentality where we hate to see another black person come up. And if you have a lot of black people spending money at one black person business, then that black person or the business going by a Benz, they're like, "Well, fuck that nigga. I bought that Benz with my money." Like they don't like get that man love. Like I don't think we like to see because a, a lot of us are doing bad in the money department. We don't like to see another person come up. We have to learn to be happy for that next person. And maybe we would be yes. happier for that person who made it and gets money if they would give back and take care of their community, you know? Yeah, and that's definitely true. And that's another point that I wanted to bring up with the networking, you know, and working together, you know, um, and helping others because we can't have a black business network if everybody's just off you know, individualizing their own business and not really worried about um, spending black dollars with other black businesses, you know, from business to business. You know, that's another thing that we need to focus on, uh, not only just consumerism but even dealing in business uh, or commercial consumerism and but dealing, you know, with business that we need to, you know, make sure that we um, support each other on that. And then help each other to start businesses also so that we can in turn have more businesses and more black businesses and more black businesses that help us, you know, yeah, I was thinking, and that um, support our agenda. As much money as these churches collect, I mean, they should be able to give out business loans. I mean, they collect so much money in ties. It's, it's, I mean, I don't know what's going on with this black church. I know that's a whole nother day, a whole nother topic of discussion, but, man. That's, it's the only thing we control, but we're not actually doing anything with it. It, it almost it resembles the white church. It's just these black men sitting on the altar. These black single women are just giving them all their money for some reason. I, I don't, I'm not saying that's all of them, but it seems like there's a whole lot of single black women 
giving their money to this church, hoping God can heal their heal them, or I don't know what it is. But this this church stuff has to stop. We need to depend on each other, not some God who's never um, done anything for us. Can I, for can us, I ask, do you go to church? Do you attend church? No, but I'm no, but yeah, that doesn't I mean to, I'm not I like. To, um, yeah, see if you were a church attender while you were saying that, or um, you know if you don't go to church or not. Did you? Was it that you used to go to church or that you you grew up in church? Oh no, I, I grew up in a church, but I have women in my family. I know a lot of them are single, and they all go to church. It's like, yeah, because I mean I totally agree. You know, the the black churches um, they're really not helping our people. All they're doing they take is advantage of single them. women. They really do. Yeah, that, and that's true. They do take advantage of single women, and that's usually who all you see in the church. And um, like I said, you see, you just see the churches just taking advantage of our people and not really helping us out because they're on every corner, and so are liquor stores, you know, and we're still impoverished. So that's really not helping us. That's something else to comment about the black dollar. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I was thinking about something. I had another comment about the black dollar, and I forgot what I was going to say. Okay, well, no problem. But, yeah, I'm going into, we need to start supporting what supports us, you know. And like I said, if those churches aren't supporting us, then we need to actually, you know, by not giving them anything, shut them down. Because why are we giving them our money? Do we know what that money is really going towards? You know, they they like to, to say what that money is going towards, but what do we actually see? You know, we have a lot of black people who are involved in churches, but they're not holding these churches or these, um, you know, religious uh, establishments accountable, you know. Yeah. And, and But, you know, we they like to make us feel guilty and, you know, say, oh, if we're not giving finance, that, um, you know, it, it's something wrong with us and we're sinning. But, you know, that goes just across the board, whether it's religion or in business or anything. If it's not supporting us, we don't need to support it because we are at the bottom. I've said this before, we're at the bottom, and we are suffering and being slaughtered. And we need to get up out of this situation, you know, life is getting ready to change. Um, people aren't really looking at the, the, the different laws and everything that's getting um, voted in and signed in. Um, people aren't paying attention to the little test runs of things that's happening, like the government shutdowns and, you know, when... Um, you know, EBT was down and everything. You know, people couldn't eat and feed their families. And people yeah, need to start realizing... Yeah, people need to start realizing that you have to start owning your own business now. You have to start bringing in your own revenue. And that yeah. is really important, you know, um, because you that's part of, you know, being dependent on yourself. And... Um, you know, when you're, uh, if you're an individual or if you're a, a nation, you know, you have to be self-reliant. And black people right now, they really aren't too too much self-reliant. Not at all. 
But I think that, like I said, I think that's all cultural. I think that's that's so much culture. Like how Jewish people, they just they teach each other. Or the, they have a, like they know when they go to college, they're going into finances, and they know when they graduate, they'll have a job. You know, mm-hmm. well, you see, you see black people scrambled everywhere. When I was going to college, I sat down and talked to black people. We are in every single last major in the world. It's crazy. It's like no, we have to learn how to control one industry. Our black people can come to us and ask us for an opportunity. We don't have to go to white people and ask them for an opportunity. Yeah, and that's true, and we don't. Like, we have a lot of educated black people who who are very knowledgeable about everything that we would need. We don't need anyone else. We have the physical capability, you know, we have the numbers, and we have the mental capability, you know, we are definitely capable all the way around. We don't have to rely on anyone else. It's not even necessary. Really, at this point, we really are just being lazy, you know, and that's just bottom line. And I think there's one more thing we don't really talk about, like, why a lot of these black men are cowards. Like, why are they not helping their community? Well, let's look at the past. What has happened when we built our communities? White terrorism. We can't act, we can't pretend yes. like that's not in the back of our subconscious or conscious that white people are going to commit wholesale terrorism against us if we rebuild our our neighborhoods because it's happened before and there's no reason really yes, to Black think that Wall it Street, wouldn't happen. There's like, like there's no new laws on the book or anything protected us. There's the same laws like it can happen again. Like I think that's in the back of a lot of people subconscious that they know these white people are evil and they're going to come if we start rebuilding our neighborhoods. Yeah, that, yeah, that's true too. Um, it's so many, it's so many factors um, with that. But I'd actually like you to, to speak on that uh, a little more because you are a black man and you spoke about um, you know how black men, black men, excuse me, are being cowards with that and. Uh, you know, I, I really like to get your insight. Um, let me see. Let me give you an example of this cowardice I see from black men. Like, the neighborhood where I live at, um, it's 53% black, yet, and our, our, our town is probably only like three miles long, if that, okay? All the businesses, white, all the, all the, um, all the businesses are owned by white men, but... You can't strike against that business with another black man from your neighborhood because they might have a white friend who works down there who owns that, and that black brother, that black man, rather stay in a position of destitution and rather stay poor than to strike or boycott because they might offend that white person. It's like they're actually scared. Like they know violence is on the other end, and they're scared. I'm telling you, they're scared. A lot of these black men are scared. Like. Is deep. Yeah, I mean, because I do agree. Um, as I stated before, I feel that the black man is the head of the household. So with that um, comes the responsibility of protection. And as a whole, you know, with them being the head of the household, they're not protecting us as a whole. And that's one of the reasons why we're at the bottom. Is and, and I feel like, you know, black men should you know, uh, put their foot down and make sure things are right. If you want to claim the responsibility of being the head of the household, you have to also take the responsibility of making sure, you know, everything is correct. 
if you're the head of something, you can't blame anyone else for it going wrong because you're the ones who make all the decisions. And so with any type of um, establishment that you have, and um, I'm referring to right now the family establishment and just us being a community or a culture, our establishment of that, we need the black men to protect us. You will protect your establishment. You know, that's why we have uh, security and insurance and everything. And we're just really not being protected as a whole right now. And I think you know, that's one of the ways that uh, black men have failed us. And that's not to pick on black men. Like I've stated before, I feel like um, black you know, women have failed us too, and we have our part in that also. But with you being a male, I, I did want to get your perspective. And um, with me being a black female, I like to give my perspective of um, how black women, you know, have failed us because we are the nurturers, we are the life givers, we take care of the family and the house. And um, if we're producing children and the next generation of people who are blackers and uneducated and you know, lazy, and they're all just about give, 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 and not really about, you know, the community and uh, helping each other out and stuff like that. Well, you know, that's our fault because we're the teachers, you know, we're the first teachers, you know, especially with our children being educated. And I know that, um, like, you know, times have changed and we're really not able to be at home like we want to or like we should be. But like I said, then that goes back into us not being protected because if we were protected as a nation, then we would already have that set up to where we didn't need that. But we are a nation that are being robbed and spoiled. Mm -hmm. And really, we're not even really technically a nation, you know. No one really um, acknowledges as a nation, yeah, other than, you know, to speak, you know, bad about us or something. So we have no power as a nation at all. You know, they they say we have black leaders, but we really don't have any black leaders because I don't remember us, you know, voting anyone in as a black leader for us. Yeah. You know, and, and you can't even mention Obama because, first of all, if I can just, you know, speak on him for a little bit, um, he is not African-American. Um, first of all, his father is African, and his mother, though, is Caucasian. So nothing about him says the black experience. He didn't even grow yes. up really in America. You know, he was raised in Indonesia, so exactly. he still really doesn't even have the black experience. And then yes. also he did not even grow up with his father, who was the only, you know, black part of him. He grew up with his mother, who was Caucasian, and his grandparents, who were racist. So he really doesn't have a good perspective of black people, period. That's why when any time that... Um, Issues need to be discussed. Everyone else's issues, you know, get handled and get addressed. Yeah. But black people, you know, we get told, you know, to pretty much just, you know, get our shit together. <laughs> yeah. Pull yourself up you know. the bootstrap. Right. So, I mean, um, we really don't have any black leaders. You know, we have, you know, pretty much just people who are using black people to push their agenda. You know, and and he actually did a really good job with that during his campaign. You know, both of them. Uh, that was really you know disappointing because he gave you know black people so much hope, and it was a really big letdown. And the the really sad part is that um, people are still they bleeding. still have hope. You know, they still yeah. have hope, and they still be sitting. <laughs> 
Yeah, let me. I have another caller. Um, I'd like for you to still stay on the line, though. If we have more time, I'd like to get back to you and right. uh, see if you have some more to say. Okay. All right. So we're going to go to the caller with the nine five one area code last four zero seven four nine. When you are ready to speak, you are on the air. Uh, could you state by? Uh, I mean, sorry. Could you start by giving us your name and where you're calling from? Um, yeah. My name is Nikki, and I'm from um, Texas. And um, I mean, with going on the topic, um, I mean, one of the things that's you know holding us down the most is that we don't have, like you said, our own um, nation, our nationality. Um, I mean, we identify ourselves as black, and that's it. And and I believe the, the previous caller was speaking on that, how, um, you know, the media, how they represent us and how, you know, we have these, you know, white images that a lot of people in church pray to. And, I mean, it, it's funny and both sad that there's all these scholared, biblical, um, you know, ministers and pastors and, you know, people of the cloth that don't do research for themselves and they don't even realize that they're leading their flock astray and they're making their flock um, pray and worship to these gods or higher beings, powers that don't even represent themselves. I mean, I've never, you know, just the the main thing, they're talking about how he has woolly hair, hair of wool. I've never seen a white person with woolly hair, but I get still, and I'm with every black church in America, you'll see a picture of the white Jesus with long, straight, blonde hair. So, I mean, first we have to learn how to identify our true selves um, and then go, you know, go from there. And um, like I've heard others speak of, you know, just kind of bonding together and, um, you know, just focusing on our issues and what we can do to better ourselves in our neighborhood. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. We we actually need to identify who we are, you know, and then um, identify, like, you know, state how we want to identify ourselves. And then, it, of course, it has to be united. You know, who were we before slavery? We don't even focus on that or really uh, inquire about that or even try to push that to the forefront. I mean, yeah, kind of, you know, you get some people, you know, they say, um, we're from Africa and stuff, but they don't really get specific, and we don't really have any place specific to say that we're from. They just like to kind of lump us all together, but there really isn't that much research to actually start saying, well, where where do, you know, where does each person originate from, and then how do we start to, to make sure that we um, focus on getting our identity back? How can we move forward if we don't know who we were or who we are? So, you know, that's a really great point to make. Yeah, and, I mean, it's just, to me, it's, you know, other cultures, they'll have their, you know, they, they have their Hispanic months and their Hispanic history months and, uh, you know, their culture festivals and stuff like that. And, you know, um, the, the Jewish holidays, you know, um, the, you know, there's all these Italians have their culture and then, Blacks, I mean, they're so 
little that, I mean, like, where, what's our roots? No one knows what's your family history, what's your trees, what is your, you know, what do you celebrate? What do you, what do you look forward to? I mean, there's just so much that people, blacks don't, um, are, you know, whatever we want to call ourselves, just don't look into. And then, like you said, like, they would just say we're from Africa, but there's, not a country, it's a continent. There's so many different countries in Africa. And then if even if we research, we'll see, like, you know, there's black people in a lot of other countries also and a lot of, you know, organs and stuff that we um, that we have. But no one's really doing the research, and this is the, the age of technology. So all it takes is a click of a, a mouse or, you know, a button, and you can start to actually learn for yourself and see, you know, where you came from or you may have came from. Um, even myself, something that I was looking into was doing like the, the DNA um, history to see, you know, what is in my DNA? <laughs> what different cultures are, you know, right. um, do I have inside of me? Not just because, you know, the slave masters um, made it with us, but like what honestly do we have inside of us instead of listening to what everyone's been brainwashed to believe? So, I mean, even something like that is just so significant to kind of to know yourself and know where you came from. Yeah, and that's true. Like, we don't even do something that simple. And like you said, that's really that's really easy to do. Um, you can do that online. You know, we can find out who we are. We just have to start moving forward. And really it's just going to, you know, I don't know really what it's going to take for the momentum uh, to build up for us to just start moving forward and, and get that nation building started. Um, but it, it needs to happen, you know. Like I said, with the world changing and with everything that's going on, things are getting ready to get really scary. And um, if you don't have anything for yourself, you know, you're going to be, um, you're pretty much going to be uh, dead, you know, because Every everyone has their selves protected. Everyone else is united. They have um, disaster plans, you know, set up, and they have emergency um, plans already set up. And they're set financially if something happens. And this is just overall in each culture, whether it be for something, you know, really big or whether it just be, you know, something um, that's just, you know, is smaller, you know, dealing with them on a smaller scale. But we don't have anything like that set up. We don't even really too much even have, like, a nest egg set up or, like, an emergency, um, an account or something like that. And a lot um, of us don't have that because, you know, we don't have just the funds for it. And that's also our problem, too, because, like I said, we do live in an age of information, and it's it's really easy to to generate income for yourself now, and we need to start looking into that. And that's one of the things that I do want to get into later on in the show. It's just like just bring up a few little tips, give out a couple of tips of how we can start generating income for ourselves. And it may not start off for you as to where you can um, quit your job, you know, right away, but at least you know, while you're working, you can start building for yourself because, like I said, things are going to change uh, really soon and it's not going to be for the good. And if you don't have something set up for yourself as an individual or as a nation, you're going to get left behind. You're going to get left in the dust. 
and there's going to be, you know, a lot of um, famine and, you know, like we have food shortages coming up. We have water shortages coming up. Um, of course, even with natural disasters, if we look at Katrina, there was no type of order there, no type of organization, no type of anything set up ahead of time. So, you know, that was a really big fail, and that's a big lesson that we should learn from. Because that your, was last, your last practice. call kind of talked about that, too. Um, he was saying how, you know, a lot of black men, and I just think people in general, black people in general, are kind of scared um, for fear of retribution. Um, it's, you know, starting their own businesses and stepping out. But the thing is, um, it's going to happen regardless. Regardless of if we start our own or not, we're still going to suffer. Um, so, I mean, the fear of retribution shouldn't stop anyone because no matter if you start your own or if you just stay submissive the way we are right now, in the end we're going to suffer. We're either going to suffer by them cutting us off, like you said, or we're going to suffer by them trying to cut us off. But at least if we're trying, um, at least, you know, we have some type of say in our future. Um, so that's something that right. I think people need to really think about is, do you want to go down with the fire or do you want to just go down with the masses, you know? Because um, it's going to be, you know, we're not to cut you off, but we are in a war, you know, and that's true, Richard, that we are in a war and we don't have – you know, the option of choosing if we want to be in the war or not because we're in it whether we want to be a part of it or not. Right. And, I mean, you were saying, too, about, you know, the finances. And it's one thing, too, is we don't grow up in most um, households being taught how to save for your future, being taught how to invest in, you know, different types of things. And, you know, one thing that I um, myself came across recently was, applying for new jobs, and it's funny because the job that I have, you know, you I thought about being more customer service-based, but then two of my Caucasian colleagues was talking to me because they were also looking for other jobs, and they were giving me different, um, you know, descriptions of what they put on their resumes and, you know, stuff like um, project management and, you know, stuff like that. And it's like, oh, I didn't even think about that because no one teaches us to think about, what we do in a different light. You know, we have that basic mentality to think like, oh, this is what I do, this is what it is. But no, you know, like other um, nationalities, they raise their children to, you know, know like, okay, well, if you do this and this, then you're eligible for, um, you know, higher-paying jobs. And we can do the same thing at a job, but because we don't know these keywords on our resume, we will never get a higher-paying job. And that's something that, you know, and that's just going back to how we were raised and taught. Like, again, we, even the ones that are, you know, now, you know, conscious, need to make sure that we're reaching out to the younger kids and letting them know, hey, you don't have to continue to live life this way. You you know, this is what you can do or this is things that you can say. And, and like I said, it's a war, and we have to play dirty. <laughs> when I say play dirty, we have to, you know, put on the, the mask and the facade and be the spy, you know, quote, unquote, and get in there and learn what we need to learn and then take it back to our compounds and then teach each other how to be successful in this war. Mm-hmm. And that's true. And, you know, we, once again, you know, that, that brings up, you know, us sticking together. Like, that's the only way. There's, you know, there's just certain main foundations that we have to to stand on, you know, for for us to build because, 
those, those are the only those 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 are how you build a nation, you know. And the only way that we are going to be able to do anything for ourselves is, um, you know, with nation building, and and that's one of them. It's helping. We have to help each other. We can't stay by ourselves, you know. We can't uh, function by ourselves and just stand alone, you know, because we are considered a whole, no matter whether we like it or not. Any time, if you're a black, uh, you know, you're if you if you look any type of black, shall I say, you're definitely going to be considered black, and you're just going to be considered as how they view blacks as a whole. So no matter you know whether you want to consider yourself black or not, you're going to have to stick together with other blacks, whether you like it or not, pretty much. Because if you don't do it voluntarily, it's going to get done involuntarily, and that's just pretty much it in black and white, you know. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, we need to definitely stop having a division between us. Um, you know, it, we have separation over everything, hair color, skin color, skin um, hair texture. Um, I even seen recently um, people arguing over, you know, what languages that we spoke originally, you know, Hebrew, Swahili, and some other language. In, in the end, does it really matter? In the end, like, we are we're arguing amongst ourselves over something that's so petty. Um, cause like you said, no matter if you consider yourself black or not, um, if you have a piece of black in you, if you resemble someone that's slightly black, the rest of the world is going to view you as just black. So we need to start to view ourselves as, you know, one and unified and not let these small petty things come in between us. Yeah, I mean, that's true. It's like, you know, we're children. Um, and, and, and I can see, you know, how we are like children because we really haven't been able to have any real responsibility, you know, as a nation. Um, of course, you know, we're coming out of slavery, and during slavery everything that we did was monitored and managed. So, you know, you could be a grown man, but you still had to, uh, get permission to do something from another adult, you know. So we really haven't had the ability to be our own autonomous beings, so we don't really understand how to, um, you know, really take control and do things for ourselves, so we do behave as children, you know, and, and that's part of it, is us not being able to get along and us figuring all the time and, you know, fighting over ridiculous things. And it's just really imperative that we focus on, you know, we don't have that much time left to get our stuff together. Like, we are the only ones that we have. And, you know, like I said, things really are getting ready to change. We really have to start paying attention. And even if things were not getting ready to change, even if things were going to stay exactly the same way, do we really want to, you know, remain in the same condition that we're in. We all know that we're at the bottom. We all know that most of us, you know, live in squalor and, you know, are impoverished and can't really eat, you know, even every day. So it's it, we can't raise or rise, shall I say, as a nation until, you know, most of us have risen and, you know, each each person being able to pop up individually in society and say, oh, yeah, I made it, that really does nothing for us because it's kind of like whack-a-mole, you know. It's like um, each each black person that pops up who's successful, well, you can easily get, you know, whacked, you know, <laughs> whacked out. 
mm-hmm. you know, um, look at how they do with the celebrities. You know, they'll take that money quick from them. You know, they're like, oh, you owe $50 million in taxes. You know, now they're poor. And where did that really get them? You know, they were able to shine on black people for a second. But really, where did that get them? You know, if you look at even look at OJ, um, black people supported him, you know, a lot, hardcore. And um, he wasn't really into black people before his trial, and he's really not even into black people after his trial, even though black people gave him a lot of support. You know, so it's like we have to we have to, to focus on even you know our own people who don't do anything for us. You know, we have to to say, hey, <laughs> you know, it's time for us to start focusing our efforts towards um, what's going to move us up out of this. And and, it's, and now is the time, really. One, we don't have any time to waste, and then two, why, like even if we did, why why should we? You know, that we really are just being lazy with that. And I have to keep stressing that because that that actually really is true. And I'm just I'm tired of seeing us just sit back and not really doing anything. You know, it's like, um, you know, we we have the capability, so really what are we waiting for? Uh, we have some other callers, and I want to get some more, you know, perspective on this because this is this is really big, you know, it's, and it's really important, you know, us as a nation, where are we going to go? Are we, are we going to rise or are we going to just fail? And if we fail, then what is that result? And is that something that we're ready to accept? Um, I'm going to go to the caller with the 202 area code, last 49642. If you have something to say, please um, state your name and where you're calling from. If you're ready to speak, you are on the air. Call us on the 202 area code, 9642. Okay, maybe you're just listening in. I uh, will go to the next caller. If you have something to say, caller uh, from the. Okay, that caller did drop. All right, so uh, we'll continue. I'm going back to you know how we need to focus. Um, one of the biggest things, like I like to stress, is nation building, and um, that's really important because without that, we don't really have anything else. You know, everyone else has a nation. They have a headquarters. They have something that they can, or should I say somewhere that they can go to and then all of a sudden, you know, something to fall back on. Like, you know, if something happened here in America, where can black people go? You know, Irish, they can go back to Ireland. Uh, The Italians, they can go back to Italy. Africans, they can go back to whatever country in Africa, you know, they originate from. You know, everybody has somewhere to go except for black people, you know, and we're really despised in this uh, earth. You know, people look at us, it started, you know, how the media promotes us in America and out to the world. People look at us as lazy and that we really don't care about ourselves. So if they look at us as if we don't care, you know, they really, they're not going to care about us either. And we're really not, and apparently we don't care because we don't even care enough to really try to make an effort to change how people look at us. You know, um, you even see, like, you know, the, the, the women, certain women will walk outside with um, um, with some night clothes on and um, hair, their uh, what is it, um, the little hair ties on their hair and stuff like that. Like, you know, it looks like you just got out of bed. You know, that looks ridiculous. 
Well, I'm going to go back to um, the caller from earlier uh, from the 724 area code. If you want to go ahead and add something else, you are on the air. So uh, when you are ready to speak, you can go ahead and go. Yeah, I just want to add one comment. Like, um, where do we collectively speak of these issues? Like, when I read, it seems like that's what the church was always used for. Because anywhere else we go, white people would kill us if they seen us congregating. So we went to the church to talk about these issues. Now it seems like people are talking about these issues on Facebook. But then with the black diaspora, we all so spread apart. It's like the same thing. I mean, it's, we can connect on some issues, but can how much really can be done? We can spread information to each other, but locally, community-wise. We're not speaking about the unemployment rate in my community. Like I said, the unemployment rate for black men from 19 to 50, uh, 50 years old is at 53%. Yet there's no, the church will come up on the corner and tell everybody they need to stop selling drugs. Well, y'all also need to get together and talk about how y'all can get these men some jobs. You know, like where are we talking right. about these issues? We're not really, I don't think in the community we have a lot of places where we can go and talk about these issues. Yeah, and you know, and um, I actually have a website. I'm not sure um, if you if you know about it, but I have a website which is www.blacknationclub.com, and that website is devoted to where we actually can come together and start actively uh, discussing and moving towards you know that nation building and you know bringing ourselves together. And, you know, it's a meeting place where we can bring all of our ideas together and where we can, um, you know, uh, start a think tank and, and start talking about, you know, moving forward because oftentimes we we just talk, 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 and we don't really, you know, take any action to anything. And we have to start, you know, moving forward and taking that action because if we, if we you know, if we don't take the action, you know, where does that leave us? Still in the same place, just with a whole lot of words just being said. True, exactly. And somehow, I just graduated college, and I just really got into trying to help my black community probably four years ago. And I think I'm in that spot where I see some things I can do, but actually being proactive and doing them. I think I sometimes as a black man, you try to get help from other black men, but I see, like, I'm about to, in my neighborhood, I'm about to do this all by myself. Like, it's crazy. Like, it seems like nobody wants to be active in whatever it is, and um, progress in their public schools, whatever, it just doesn't matter. Like, nobody cares. It's like. Yes, and it does seem like no one cares, and it really gets, you know, frustrating. Um, but we still have to move on for the ones of us who do care yeah. and just leave the others behind, seriously. Um, we just have to, you know, just get going. And um, like I said, with the website, you know, I, it's a it's a place where there's not going to be any foolishness. You know, we don't have any foolishness there. We can go and, you know, talk about, um, you know, adult things, you know, and handle it in an adult fashion and in an adult manner and not like children. You know, um, and and it's time for that. It's really time for that. I see a lot of times with, you know, groups or with websites and stuff like that. You know, yeah, they discuss black issues, but they discuss uh, black issues that really that that don't get us anywhere. You know, or they'll just complain a lot. And you know, I see a lot of complaining. You know, I don't really see any any uh, positive action. And you know, to me, um, I feel like the people who are very vocal about complaining. They're trying to hide the fact 
you know, that they are being lazy and not really taking any action, you know, because when you are about something, you don't talk, you know, you just do it, you know, and you and you find people who are like you, you know, to, to help you with that. And hopefully, you know, with these broadcasts that we're doing, hopefully, you know, we'll find some people who's ready to help and ready to move forward because, once again, we don't have time left, you know, and um, and we're getting – we're getting economically raped. We're getting um, culturally raped, you know, and, and we're not tired of it. You know, they make a lot of money off of us and keep us at the bottom, you know, and they steal a lot from us, you know. They steal a lot of ideas. They steal a lot of inventions. They steal a lot of our, you know, culture, you know, dealing with music and, you know, everything, uh, fashion, you know, so it's, and we're not really holding anyone responsible for that or ourselves. You know, first of all, we have to hold ourselves responsible because we're allowing it. You know, we're allowing it. We're not really speaking up about it. No one really has anything to say, but there'll be, you know, a million views, you know, on a post or a website about something frivolous. You know, I'll go with uh, the one of the recent things with uh, the uh, Solange and Jay-Z thing. You know, people are... Definitely talking about that, but that's not helping us in any type of way. But that's what gets the most attention, and it's it's actually like um, I don't know what what is the, the word to use. Um, it's crazy and it's weird. <laughs> it's like a, it's an enigma because it's like how can the people who are suffering so much not not uh, not bring attention to why they're suffering. You know, if if you have a wound, don't you try to figure out, you know, where the wound came from if you don't know. And then if you do know, you try to figure out, well, how can I heal this wound the fastest way, you know. I don't understand why why we're not really focused on that. That's just so weird to me. It almost feels alien, you know. Cognitive dissonance. Cognitive dissonance. The problem is so bad, people just don't want to look at it. Just want to turn their eyes from it. Don't want to look at it. Yeah, be like ostriches, you know, and stick our head into the ground. Uh, what do you think that? Um, what do you think we can do, or what do you think has to be done to get that fire lit inside of us? Uh, the, I guess to take a turn from Obama, he used to always say ground, ground. What do he say? Ground movement. What do he say? What do he usually say? Ground grass movement or something like that. Just got to get back in the oh, street. Oh, the grassroots like, movement. The grassroots yeah. movement. Yeah, you see, like, like I see these preachers and these funny churches come up on a corner telling everybody to stop selling drugs, telling them to stop doing this. Well, I feel what's the alternative to that? Like. It seems like other people should be brave enough to get up there and talk about what we need to be doing and what we need, not just going home and praying, hoping everything gets better. How about let's right. get together and go down and stand in front of the mall <laughs> and scare these honkies into hiring us or something. I, I mean, like. <laughs> well, you know what? Instead of doing that, I would suggest, you know, like I said, starting our own businesses. We don't need anyone to hire us because if they can hire us, they can fire us. You know, so we don't really need to depend on anyone else to do that. And that's actually would be pretty scary for us to depend on them for that. And, you know, that's like I said, we we can't remain dependent on anyone else because once we give up 
our power um, by being dependent, well, now we can't make any choices and we can't make any decisions for ourselves and we just have to accept was given to us, and that's really what we've been doing this whole time. You know, when are we going to grow up as a nation? You know, when are we going to grow up as a nation? That's a really good question. You know, we have to to stand up. You know, it's like it's like we're the child, you know, living at home, you know, with the parents, you know, like the 35-year-old child that still lives at home with their parent. When are we going to get up and, and start something for ourselves and start creating for ourselves. I really don't like the fact of us having to ask anybody for anything else. Like, we're, we, you know, if you look up the um, the legal term of uh, minority, it actually, you know, means like a minor, someone who is incapable of doing things for themselves, you know. And that's another thing that we have to start looking at, too, because that's a really big game that's played against us, and, you know, the legal talk and stuff like that. You know, we don't really understand what certain things mean we we go by the uh the connotation you know of a word and mm-hmm. instead of actually seeing how it can le- uh legally be used against us i think that comes from like like you see all these black men who graduate and they just go to reinforce this white power structure instead of bringing some of that information back to the um, black neighborhoods, like some of these black accountants, some of these, like I had a friend, he said, and it's crazy because they could set up businesses where they're making money off their their community and helping their communities still working for a white man. Like I got a white, I got a, a friend, he works for the state, makes $30,000 as an accountant, but they keep, they keep bitching at him about his dreadlocks and want him to get rid of his dreadlocks, so he's in fear of losing his job. It's like, dude... You can come to Aliquippa and teach people how to fill their taxes out, how to how to find tax loopholes, you know, things like that, and start your own business. I got I have three friends from this small town that's only about three miles long who graduated in accounting, and they all three separate work for three different white men instead of coming together and doing something for themselves. I don't understand it. It's like I don't understand it. I don't understand it. Yeah, and that's, and that's true. Like, we, we don't really have to rely on anyone else. Uh, and just uh, for anyone who would be in the in the chat room, um, I did uh, include the link onto what the definition of a minority is. And uh, I'd actually like to, to actually just read it real quick just, to, just so we can see um, really what they consider us as. Um, the Black Law Dictionary, you know, states that a minority is the state or condition of a minor infancy. You know, we we are not a minor and we're not an infant. We can take care of ourselves. That is an actual legal definition of minority, you know, and and we actually take that term on for ourselves. You know, that's something that we need to start. Someone had asked, um how can we change the mentality of black people, you know, so that we can improve ourselves? And I feel like that's one of the ways that we can do it. Um, did you have anything to add with that? I'm sorry, could you repeat that? I'm sorry. Oh, I just, I'm speaking about, no problem. I was just speaking about um, how we have to, to change pretty much how we even uh, classify ourselves because we call ourselves minorities. But the legal definition of a minority in which they use against us is the state or condition of a minor infancy. You know, so once we say and accept that we are a minority or we, we're, you know, minorities, 
that's what we're claiming, that's what we are, even legally. So mm. I wanted to see if you had anything to add about, you know, what can we do? Because the question was asked, how can black people change their mentality so that, you know, we can improve ourselves? Maybe we can, I mean, it seems like in a lot of other countries, even in this country, really, the minorities really rule, like, the the top 2% or where you break it down to the top 18%, they um they don't view themselves as white, they view themselves as rich, like, I think, like, that's why Africans don't like, I heard that's why Africans don't like black Americans, because they think we should be ruling this country, like, and we maybe we should be ruling this country, because we do have a small, concentrated minority of people, whatever, and we should be able to concentrate all our energies to being the ruling class in this country. And I don't, um, I don't know how much that definition holds us back. I don't, even, I, don't, I, don't I don't know. I think black. Yeah, I mean, black we have to think back. about it because that is a legal definition, and they use that against us, like when they write laws, you know, laws. Yeah, see, that's, that's, a, that's, that's, a part of, that's just something I wouldn't even, I don't even know or understand. So, like, if you would explain that to me, I wouldn't mind at all. Like, oh, you know, no verbal. problem. Um, Just, you know, the words that are being used when laws are being written in, you know, that's how they're able to hold us down, and we don't even realize that um, yeah, we look at. Yeah, I don't think we realize that. Yeah. yeah, we don't. You know, and like I said, I don't even think most of us even knew you know, the legal definition of what a minority is, what we actually call ourselves. Um, someone in the room said we're not minorities, we're U.S. citizens. But we're actually, um, I don't i don't know if people really know too much about, you know, the 14th Amendment or even the 13th Amendment. Like, if you look at the 14th Amendment, you know, what, what um, um, our, how we think black people <laughs> Uh, come into it, it's not really, you know, what you think it is. Um, and we need to start researching what what is a U.S. citizen and are we a U.S. citizen? You know, uh, what is a person? What's the definition of a person? Yeah, and it's true. Um, legally, it, um, I'll pull it up um, so I can read it also, but um, I'll speak on it right now. Um but a person is, is, like, you know, defined as, like, a human or, like, a man. And one of the, the things that we don't even know about um, as uh, as a culture, as a nation, as black people, we don't know that calling ourselves a person actually um, defines us or puts us up under certain laws and regulations. So um, I'll give you an example. Um Okay, here's the um, here's the definition um, of a person. A man considered according to the rank he holds in society with all the rights to which the place he holds entitles him and the duties which it imposes. A human being considered as capable of having rights and of being charged with duties while a thing is the object over rights may be exercised. So... One, um, just to throw in quickly, a corporation is considered a person, too. So we have to think about that, just to throw that in there. But um, if we, uh, it says it's a man, and it says it's a human being, and this is getting ready to get deep. And um, I'm going to uh, actually post this in the room, too, also, so um, people can have the references um, that are being spoken about today. Um, 
So when you look up um, the definition, like what is a man, what is considered a man, what is considered a human, okay, we get that term from the, uh, I'm sorry, we get that uh, definition from the term home. And um, home, you know, means man. I'm going to try to see if I can pull up. Um, see if I can pull up um, a reference so that I can put it in the room. But um, that actually means a man and or a human. And uh, let me um, pull up this other article while I'm talking about it. Um, because these are things that will be actually be able to, if you're if you're into law, if you have anything to deal with law, these are going to be uh, things that you're going to want to know, and it's going to actually be helpful when you go into court. And um, that's going to help us, too. You know, we have to be uh, educated in things um, that are dealing with uh, the legal um, department, you know, of this country, because that is definitely used against us. Um, and while I'm looking this up, if you wanted to um, add something. Like, isn't there, like, a national association of, like, black lawyers who have, like, some type of club together or something like that? Yeah, but, you know, with that, um, they are uh, in cahoots with each other. They're, they they are in with their white counterparts. They're not really right, worried was, about like, when you see some of these national cases, like the Trayvon Martin case and stuff like that, I just don't see why they have zero involvement. It's like, I understand people well, have their have personal opinions. The parents could have said, no, we don't want your help or something like that. But it seems like they, they're they never there. Like, I don't understand. Like, some of this legal political jargon that they understand intimately because they went to school, have that knowledge. It's just like they can help, but they're not helping. Like, some of the stuff I see going on, like I when I used to be in the streets, I used to have to go to court, and that's why I went to school and got out the streets. Them courts were so fucking dirty. It's like, what are these collections of black men doing to reverse this trend? What are what are they doing? I mean, the justice system has just become another system of slavery for, for black men. Like, are they doing anything? Like, damn, I mean, no, I don't and understand. They're, and they're not. They're, like, they're, they're, they're in cahoots with each other because they take uh, an oath to the um, the the bar association, okay. So even um, judges, they take an oath to the bar association. They're they're loyal to them. And if you look up your laws, I'll see if I can try to pull that up um, while we're in the shot. I didn't think I was actually going to um, get involved. Um, I'm sorry, get into this uh, topic. But this is a really good topic to speak on. You know, since we're talking about the things that are being used against us. Um, and like I said, we, we definitely need to start educating ourselves about things. Um, in, in, the, in the legal sense Because it, it hurts us a lot Okay, so um, Going here to Man Home Because this is another legal definition I'm going to put this into the room Because like I said it's getting ready, I'm getting ready to go a little further with this um, And this is just you know, like You know, for black people to To give us some insight as to who we are And, and what's going on with us And you know, um, what we can actually use for us, okay? So um, this right here that I'm getting ready to put into the room, um, you can look this up. It's really easy to Google that um, anyone who is of non-African descent uh, has Neanderthal genes, 
okay? And when you look up, um, you know, Neanderthal um, and you look up, you know, the definition of a human or a man, you know, you ha it has the home and it has man. And when you start to look at these legal definitions, you'll see that there's a lot of things that we're not even subject to, but we don't read and we don't research. Um, so a lot of things that we don't have, we wouldn't even have to deal with, you know, like, you know, most people don't even know that, that anyone of non-African descent has, um, you know, has Neanderthal genes. You know, that's pretty important to know for me. I mean, think about that. That separates us. That separates yeah. us big time. And we keep subjecting ourselves to these people for what, you know? We're, we're, we're so much better than what we think we are. And I just included that into the room to that link. Social, so they want to be socially accepted. These all of these black people just they just want to be socially accepted, right? And the craziest yeah, I, thing and I is, think, I, uh -huh. I see a large group of white people who fight against that. Like they were, they're considered white subcultures because they don't want to fit into this IKEA commercial consumerist individual state. And it seems like black people are embracing it so much. And yet there is a large group of white people who are pushing it, but I see a large group of white people who are fighting against it. So I don't see why why black people find it so attractive, like this consumerism. I don't understand it. Yep, and um, that too, and, and that's one of the the, uh, the things that we need to focus on is changing, you know, our mentality of how we are consumers. Like I said, we keep putting ourselves at the bottom, and for what? Because we don't want to just do simple research to find out you know, what certain things are, you know, um, just like that. Or um, let's say with, because uh, they like to, to to use this to bring in revenue for themselves. Um, I don't think people even actually understand what the definition of a driver is and do you actually really need a driver's license, okay? The definition of a driver is somebody who is employed to drive, like as in a cabbie, or um or um what is it called? Uh uh an um chauffeur, yes. Like a chauffeur. And I'm actually gonna pull that up too so people can um get that information too. Or you can just like, you know, Google it um yourself. And of course all of the, the definitions that I give out is from the Black Law Dictionary, um, which is one of their, their major um you know, the references that they use. Um, also, while I'm pulling this up, I have um, the other caller who I wanted to get back to and see if she had anything to add on this. So please just hold on, and um, I'll get back to you um, if we have more time in the show, okay? Mm-hmm. All right. All right, caller from the 951 area code, um, last 40749. You can go ahead if you wanted to add anything to the conversation. Um, the only thing I want to add is just, um, I mean, I kind of hit on it, um, with just how we are portraying ourselves. Um, and even, you know, a lot of the social media, and I see a lot of, you know, um, blacks posting up a lot of just negativity or a lot of, you know, foolishness and fuckery um, that just helps portray the negative image that the world already uses on. So, I mean, you don't, I don't, at least I would say, I don't see other nations or nationalities or, you know, races 
um, post the negative about each other, you know, like, oh, look at this person doing this, or, oh, look at, you know, oh, this is, um, what's the word, ratchet, or, you know, whatever. Um, so, I mean, that's something that we definitely need to just kind of be more conscious of is um, what image are we putting out there? What are we entertaining? You know, um, I think you're at the last show someone mentioned, you know, Tyler Perry and how, you know, we spent millions um watching his movies and helping him build his own studio. So we just need to definitely, you know, if it's not helping us or uplifting us as a people, culture, nation, race, anything like that, we need to stop entertaining it, um, you know, posting it, giving, you know, our money to it. You know, just if if it's not trying to help better us in any way, we need to not even, you know, entertain it, basically. Um, But that's Basically, we'll patronize it, it because <laughs> right, once again, like exactly. that's us giving away our power. And you know, what's the point in doing that when we can use that for ourselves? You know, because with, with us having them ruling over us, look how they're treating us. I mean, aren't we ready to start being able to um, do for ourselves and to, to make our own decisions? Like, don't we really think that that's going to feel good? You know, and so I don't really understand why we're actually not really um, moving forward. Yeah, I mean, and like you said, money is power. So if we would stop giving them our power, and I mean, there's so many statistics out there that says how much money um, black people spend, and just foolishness, clothes, and I mean, of course, we clothes, but you know, like kind of stay up Jordans and stuff like that. That's not necessities. Um, I mean, there's millions that blacks spend, I'm sorry, billions that just the black community spends each year on um, stuff that we don't really need. And if we would keep that, even if you don't spend it, um, you know, with Caucasians, but just keep it in your account or keep it in the black community, um, it will start to hurt this society that they, you know, have oh, set up yes, against definitely. us. Yeah, yeah, we'll take the power away from our oppressors, and it'll be, you know, because money is stored energy, really. If we look at it, money is definitely, like, stored energy. So when we take our energy that is stored and we give it to them, well, now they have the energy to oppress us, you know. So why do we keep, once again, like I said, giving our energy away? Um, One of the um, listeners in the room said with social media and the size of our populace, we can make a difference through boycotting. And, you know, that is true. You know, we can through boycotting, you know, by not giving them our power. That is power. We all know that money is power. And then um, he also said that uh, it's questionable whether Facebook employs any black people, and that's true too. You know, we can have our own website to where, you know, we can come together and have a social network. You know, that's... Once again, with the website that I have, uh, www.blacknationclub.com, you know, we can, that's, that's a social networking site that we can go to and, and even build more onto it. You know, if anyone has any suggestions or anything to give to, to where we can, you know, make it a better place for us to come together and start, you know, being active about, you know, um, making things better for ourselves, please send in the send in the suggestions, you know, let, let let us know how we can improve everything. Because once again, like I said, now is the time when we have to start 
we have to start moving. We have to start going. And, and, you know, us knowing about ourselves, knowing who we are, knowing things about the law, knowing business law, you know, knowing criminal law, knowing civil law, that helps us too, you know. And that can also hurt us. So, you know, what you don't know can hurt you, you know. And hopefully I've given a few tidbits that it can at least, you know, get people started to even just researching. You know, I know a lot of times we don't even like to research, you know, just to crack open a book. And so I, I hope, you know, I was able to throw a few little lines out there for, you know, to just inspire people to even get started, you know. If you wanted to um, have anything to add on that with um, what your thoughts are on um you know, do you think we need to know anything about, you know, business or law? Do you think that's even important? Oh, yeah, I think it's definitely important um, because if you don't know the law, you don't know your rights. Um, and then that's how they get over on us is that we don't know our rights. We don't know um, that what we can fight and what we have to accept and, and things like that. So, um, I mean, and... We have to, you know, like we said, we need to start networking and um, learn from other people that already know these type of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's a good point to make. Someone had made uh, a comment um, that um, we can, you know, start having seminars on educating where we come from and being a role model and how to carry ourselves, um, and that's true, too, because, um, you know, we all, we always know that your first impression is how someone is going to respond to you. So how we're trying to convey ourselves individually or even through business, you know, we need to, to learn how to operate. Um, and um, that, you know, like that's, that's really, really important, you know, to, to make sure that we put ourselves out there correctly, and that's going back to, a statement that I made before about um, taking over, you know, how we're portrayed in the media even to other people. So that's another thing that we need to focus on is, you know, even if we if we want to be involved in the media and starting our own and, and not having it be uh, the people who are... Um, who I'll say who owe an allegiance to people who are outside of of our community because, you know, they don't really have anything positive to say about us. And so when we have the people out there in the media, you know, like let's say Tyler Perry, who owes an allegiance to these people definitely, I mean, you can tell <laughs> because he doesn't really put anything out positive about black people. It's usually just a lot of foolishness. and. Uh, he might have, you know, a couple of characters maybe who might be lawyers or something like that. But as a whole, you know, what he puts out there for us, it's not, it's not really helpful. And really, usually all I hear is um, is uh, people complaining about, you know, Tyler Perry and his movies. So, and then, you know, Oprah, you know, really Oprah, she has her own network, but she doesn't really do anything for us. Um, you know, I heard people complain about that a lot. You know, she's usually, you know, giving to other races, um, usually the Caucasians in particular. So, you know, we we can sit and we can complain or we can just start to do what we need to do. And there are enough people out there who actually want to 
um, who actually want to, to uh, excuse me, who want to, you know, like get involved and get active. So we need to just start looking for those people and, and just moving forward and not really worried about, you know, the mass because I hear that a lot too is that, you know, we're frustrated because, you know, the mass isn't, you know, moving forward or moving together. And sometimes, you know, it might take just a small group to just have a really strong presence, and that will get things moving. You know, you, you don't always start off big. And um, you just build. And, and that, once again, that's, that's what Black Nation Club is about. It's about building. We need to start building. You know, we can't expect to just have everything happen for us overnight, which it can happen overnight. But just if we want to try to get the math together, it's not going to happen overnight. But it does take time and it does take effort. And that's, you know, why we're still in the situation that we're in because black people don't want to take the time and they don't want to take the effort. Um, we actually have about 27 minutes left in the show. And I want to actually start um, talking a little bit more about business and um, how we can help um people who want to get their own businesses started. And um, I, I, I wish I had more information that I could give right now, uh, but I wanted to hurry up and kind of like get this show out. And I'll end up um, speaking on this topic again. It was a little um, impromptu. But um, I just want to be able to, any chance that I have to give information, to put information out, I just want to take advantage of it. Uh, I wasn't actually sure if I was going to um, do the episode today. But um, I do want to start um, with, um, like, any job that you do right now, and if you're not working for yourself, if it's something that you're either knowledgeable about or that you have a passion for, I suggest that you start moving forward in uh, trying to um, turn that into a business. And um, one of the ways that you can uh, start a business for yourself is by uh, getting an EIN number, and um, I have the link that I'll pull up, and it's for free, and you can do it online. Okay, so first I'll tell you what a, an EIN number is, you know, and what you can use it for. Um, an, e, an EIN number is kind of like a, it's like a, um, a social security number, but like before your business, and um, it says. The purpose of an e, of an employer identification number, which is an EIN, employer identification numbers are used for the purpose of tax administration and are not intended for participation in any other activities, e.g., tax lien, auction, or like um, lotteries or something like that. It's to deal, you know, um, with employees, and and if of course if you have employees, you know, you're an employer, and um, it takes, it's like, it's, I don't even remember, it's like a really short time that it takes um, for you to actually just apply for it, and you can do it online. But I'll, I'll give you a uh, suggestion that if you are going to go ahead and do it online, make sure that um, you are ready for all of your information to go through because once you do put your information through, <clears throat> excuse me, um, you cannot change it after it has gone through. And then also um, I'd like to advise that once you do apply for your EIN number, and anybody can apply for one, anybody can apply for one. Um, like if you have a sole, if you're a sole proprietor or something, or if you're a DBA, you know, you want to do business, 
have something, um, I would suggest you know to get that EIN number. is very helpful with um, a small business. And um, make sure you when you uh, because you're going to get it in PDF form, and you have a chance to save it. I would suggest that you do save it. Maybe even send it to yourself through an email so that you can always have it. <clears throat> Excuse me, because you cannot go back. Um, and retrieve it once you have it. Once they send it to you um, online, that's it. That's your your, co your copyright there. So I would um, either say you know print it out and save it somewhere. Actually, print a few copies out, save it online. You know, um, try to have some way to back it up. And um, it's, like I said, it's a very useful tool. Also, um, if you do not have a bank account or if you cannot get a bank account. Um, as to where you know you can do business, um, there are a lot of great ways for you to have a bank account, and that's not necessarily through a um, brick and mortar bank. Um, one of the ways that you can do it is to get a prepaid card, and when you apply for a prepaid card, they give you a bank account number and a routing number. And you can, of course, use that as a regular bank account. It really is, you know, your own bank account number. And then you can use that to sign up for um, for um, financial uh, services as to where you can, like, accept credit cards, um, you know, and stuff like that. Um, one of one of the good. I mean, of course, everyone knows about PayPal. I would not suggest using PayPal, but you don't even have to be a business to use PayPal. Um, but they, there's a lot of complaints, you know, with PayPal, and they do, they will just, if if you, no matter how much money you have with them, um, if they want to um, hold your money, they will put a hold on your money, and um, arbitrarily, and uh, they will say that, you know, when you're getting your money back. But um, one, a good one to use is Stripe, which is um, S-T-R-I-P-E. Um, you can go to Stripe.com and check them out. You can go ahead and set up to where you can start accepting uh, credit cards and stuff like that for your business. And also, um, it's always great that if you're going to have a small business to have um, a website, you know, to, to be able to promote your business online and everything. And uh, a great a great website for that is um, Wix. Um, I actually have a few businesses, and I have um, a few websites, and I I use um, Wix at, for one of you know my, uh, my websites. I actually use a few different ones, but you um, what I like about Wix is that you can pay. Uh, I'm mean, sorry, you can build your website first, and then you um, and then you know you can you can see I guess how it is or what it would look like ahead of time before you even uh, pay for it. And, you know, once you're ready to, to start uh, promoting your website and using it, then um, you can pay for it. And then um, and also they have a lot of great um, apps on there, a lot of great business apps on there. Um, someone asked, um, did I say Wix? I said, it, yeah, it is Wix, and I apologize for that. It's wix.com. And uh, that's the website where you can, like I said, build your own website up first um, before you even pay for anything. You can see what it looks like. Um, you can see how the apps work. They have a, a lot of great apps. They have a lot of great apps um, that you can use. Um, 
there's great even social apps, um, business apps that you can use. Um, they even have um, analytic um, apps on there. These are um, so these are hopefully a few things that you can um, that'll help you out. Um, I don't think I'm, I'm not sure if I if I said um, the prepaid cards that you can use. But um, one of the prepaid cards that you can use uh, is American Express. They actually have prepaid cards, and I'll, I'll put some links into the room also. Um, NetSpend, if you go to NetSpend, that's a good one too. Um, and, of course, they do have, like, you know, fees, monthly fees, or either, like, transaction fees or something like that. Like that. So I would suggest that you read it. But their um, transaction fees and their um, monthly fees, they're really not – know that bad. Um, also for um, also like with Wix, um, if you want to have like personal um, personal business numbers, uh, like one eight hundred numbers and stuff like that, they have apps where you can um, check them out for free. Um, you know, see how it works for you, and um, a lot like a lot of their stuff is can be trial. That's what I really like about them. A lot of the things are trial, so you can go ahead and check it out before you actually spend your money because especially when you are trying to start a new business, um, you know, you do have to watch your bottom line. So you have to, um, you know, look for things that you can use. So what I like to do too and what I did a lot in the beginning is um, I would Google everything that I wanted. I would Google that, and I put free on it. <laughs> so, so even if you know I might you know change it later, but at least in the meantime, um, you know I can use it. Even um, I'm not sure you know what businesses that you guys have out there, but like you know you can even send faxes online. You can receive faxes online. Uh, you can make you know calls online. These are things that you might want to just start checking out. You know, hopefully this helps people because I know a lot of times, like, we don't even really know what's out there to even begin to, like, search for, to, you know, to start looking up. So, um, you know, hopefully these ideas help help you with that. Um, you know, we, we nobody stands alone and people help me not, you know, saying I'm, I'm doing so great because I'm not balling or anything. Um, but I am doing better than I was before, and I am doing uh, a lot better than, you know, uh, a lot of people, you know, that I know because um, they're not able to make their own um, income. And that's really important because um, being dependent on someone else, is, is especially in this day and age, is really not going to help us. Um, if anybody needs any more information, of course, um, with dealing with uh, getting your business started, uh, please visit us online, www.blacknationclub.com. You can send us an email, inquiry, um, blacknationclub at gmail.com. Of course, any information uh, that you need dealing with that will be given for free. If we have it, you know, um, it's yours to have because there's no need to hoard information, um, especially when, you know, we're trying to, to do nation building and, um, and we need to stick together. And the more business owners that we have, you know, the the, the more productive, you know, we can become. Um, I wanted to, uh, to go over and see if I maybe left out anything, any useful resources that are out there because we, we definitely need it. Um, but like I said, I'm going to be covering this um, 
this topic again, this uh, this episode was like I said, uh, really impromptu. But um, it, it, going back into like you know the law and things that'll help us. Like I said, um, driving. I'm not sure if I put that into the room or not. The definition um, of a driver is somebody who is employed. You know, to drive, you have to you have to be um, employed to be a driver. Let me try to pull that up. So I'm not sure if I read it or not. Um, I want to try to like cram a whole bunch of information in. And uh, these are, you know, you might, you might, uh, it might not be useful for you, or you might, you know, not think that um, it'll help um, with anything that you're doing. But it's, it's good to know, um, you know, what what type of definitions are out there, and uh, legal definitions, excuse me, that's out there, and how they're being used, because. Like I said, once again, they can be used against us. Um, I don't even know if people even know about, you know, your Fourth Amendment rights and stuff like that to be able to move about without having your property seized or your even yourself, what they call your person, you know, being seized. You know, like when they um, when they just randomly stop people, like that stop and frisk stuff. You know, is anyone really like calling, you know, about the Fourth Amendment? Um, law about that we like we don't even know how to defend ourselves and a lot of times um, we can avoid legal situations just by um, by knowing certain definitions and just knowing just certain laws um, let me see I try to pull it and put it into the room I can get back over <laughs> to it uh, All right, well, um, okay, and then also, like I said, I want to uh, read it to you, so just if you if you don't have Internet access right now and if you're not online, um, a driver is one employed in conducting a coach, carriage, wagon, or other vehicle with horses, mules, or animals, or a bicycle, tricycle, or motor car, not, I'm, through, I'm sorry, excuse me, through not a uh, street railroad car. So it starts off by saying one employed. Okay, so that is the key term. I mean, so that's the key word in that term is one employed. And we have to start paying attention um, because, you know, we wonder, you know, as the people I hear us speak like, oh, you know, that person got off because they're white or something like that. But Or, you know, like, oh, we have so many loopholes, you know, in the uh, legal system. But we're not actually even taking the time to even find out um, why somebody. Um, oh, okay, it didn't get to go through. Um, why why somebody was able to get off? And you know, let's see what their um, their lawyer or what their attorney was arguing. You know, maybe that person who was able to get off of that ticket, maybe they actually used the the um, the term. You know, or used use that, you know, they weren't driving because when you have a um, when you have a trial, evidence has to be um, provided. So if there's no evidence of you driving, if they cannot provide that evidence of you driving, that you were a driver, that you were employed to drive, they really don't have a case. So I'm not going to advocate, you know, not having a driver's license or something like that because that's just adding extra stuff to yourself for no reason. But I will say, you know, if you so happen to get a ticket and you don't want to pay that ticket, 
you might want to, like, research as into a way that you don't have to pay that ticket. Um, you know, there's, there's, like, simple things that we can use. You know, you go and you tell them, you demand, demand the evidence that you were actually driving, demand the evidence that you were employed to be driving. Um, let's see what else. Uh, but to get back to, like, the the topic of the show, um, why are African-Americans um, pretty much are black people? Because I really just like to say black. I really don't like to use the term African-American. I mean, we've had so many names um, given to us. And at this time, you know, a lot of people, we associate ourselves with black. And we really don't have any reason to call ourselves African or American because, we're not really accepted by the Africans. We don't have any home bases in Africa, and we're not really uh, Americans, as you know, according to how they like to treat us. You know, and, and that's another reason why we have to get our own nation is because you know we should be able to call ourselves what we want to call ourselves, and we should have our own unique name that actually says who we are. We don't need anybody else naming us. We don't need anybody dictating to us. You know what we need to do. Um, you know, we, we really, we, that's, that's really the, the main focus that we need to be focused on is nation building, and a part of us doing that is having the resources and the finances and the energy and the time. So we need to focus on getting our businesses, you know, and supporting each other's uh, businesses because that's where we get the revenue from and that's where we're actually able to even have time to focus on um, doing anything for ourselves, you know, when you own, when you're a business owner, you have time to be able to sit back. You know, if you have employees, or it depends on it. Maybe you don't have any employees, but if you have your business set up, you know, to where your income just comes in, um, you actually have time to be able to focus on stuff. And it's it's a very different life when you're not being stressed out. Um, when you actually have time to think about things. Um, you know, you're actually able to focus and you're actually going to see things for really what they are. And then you realize that the decisions that you made when you were stressed probably weren't the best decisions because a lot of times they're made out of haste. And you really can't make good decisions when your your mind is cloudy, you know, when your judgment is cloudy. So um, we're going to go ahead and start wrapping up this show but I really do hope that the information that I gave out today can help us because we really do need um, all of the type of uh, help that we can get. And we need to be able to to build together. We, 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 we don't have the luxury of only keeping things, you know, to ourselves. You know, we have to, to share our knowledge and we have to share our support because we can't do this alone, and nobody actually has a nation by themselves. There's no one nation, you know, just the one person. And if it was just a nation of one person, that nation would fall very quickly. And we have to be able to compete in this society and compete in this world, and the only way we're going to do that is if we stand together as one. So, like I said, hopefully this information helps you. I will definitely be... Um, giving out this information again and more. This definitely um, isn't everything. There's so much more information out there that is free. It's definitely free. And a lot of times, like I said, all we have to do is just 
research. And um, But a lot of times, you know, some of us, we don't have the time to be able to research because we're working and, you know, we're trying to take care of kids and, um, you know, just run our lives and just with the different obstacles that we have in life. And, you know, I'm not going to say I always have time to do everything because I get very busy, but I do research a lot. And the information that I have, I'm going to give out and it's going to be given freely because, you know, there's, there's really no, no need not to. So I would like to thank everybody for tuning in, and hopefully um, you'll catch the next show. Um, and uh, there's, like I said, definitely be more information given and everything. So thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Um, impromptu show, but it will be covered again. All right. Stay black and have fun. Have a great day. Enjoy the game because I know it's on. <laughs> All right. Go team. <laughs>